0: Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. so the One, this is Oscar
1: Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over.
0: From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli.
1: Today is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is November 24th. And if you took time out of your Thanksgiving to listen to episode 19 of Oscar Mike Radio, great. If not, then you can catch me later on OscarMikeRadio.com. Thanksgiving message. It's Oscar Mike Radio. Um, I'm going to do my normal show and hope that you are having a great day with family and friends, that you're having a good time, getting some food, getting your grub on, watching some football, and generally trying to deal with the chaos and craziness that will be the holidays. And as always, I start with the question of the week. And no, it's not what I'm thankful for. That would be too easy. The question that I've been asked the most in the last two weeks, personally and as OMR and Oscar Mike radio, that's what OMR stands for. And Oscar Mike stands for on the move or on mission, depending upon how you feel about that uh, military speak, is who did I vote for president? And this has been a very divisive, decisive issue for our country. So I choose to answer it this way as Ostermike Radio. As I explained in my first couple of podcasts, I really kind of wanted to keep politics out of this form. I wanted to be able to... Instead of focusing on who to vote for, who not to vote for and why, I want to offer you some guidance and encouragement in how to become more involved for veterans advocacy. And that's what Oscar Mike is about. It's about advocating for veterans, active duty, you know, and the people that support us, family, friends, strangers, so on and so forth. And I really feel that when we have a mom who is upset because she can't get a hold of her son because he's deployed in the United States like my mom was at certain times or 10,000 miles away, you know, it becomes a human thing when a veteran comes back and can't get the health care they need or the psychological counseling they need that's a human thing when we have a veteran who you know got out of the service whether he's a combat veteran or not goes about his life starts a family or her life you know and says you know I wanna I wanna you know start a business I want to run for, for political office I want to contribute to my community I want to take what I learned in the military and and pass it along to other people that's a human connection right there what I'm trying to say is is these things happen and are part of the human experience and they don't really figure or care what letter comes after your last name or how you vote Veterans advocacy to me does not mean that, you know, you're going to be more of an advocate if you're a Republican, Democrat, Independent, or a Green Party candidate. We still have service members that need access to care after they get out. We still have situations where, um, you know, soldiers are being asked to pay back money years if they, they got out of the service. We still have massive cost overruns on certain weapons systems and packages that, you know, we see very little of what's going on behind the scenes, there's no transparency there. And we have people who put our sons and daughters, children, parents, you know, aunts and uncles in harm's way, and sometimes don't really articulate why. for this this, this place, this, this is my kind of slice out of, you know, the world to try to figure out what's going on. I really don't want to focus on who is the president or who I voted for. I want to focus on being able to lead people and encourage people to take action for veterans however they can. And the most powerful thing you can do, there's two of them I think, and that is vote. If you don't like the direction that your representative is taking with regard to veterans or active duty of the military, vote them out. Vote them out. Vote them out and vote who you want to take that role. And if you really feel you can make a difference, learn how to run for office. It's 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 something that some people have done for that reason. And the second most important thing you can do from what I've been told is to get you and your buddies together and write letters, not tweets, not Instagram posts, not pen and paper or a typewritten letter signed by you and sent in. And when a politician gets a couple thousand of those or 500 of those and the media gets wind of it, things start happening in the situation in California where the National Guard members we're going to be forced to pay back bonuses due to a clerical error was resolved because people got involved. So who I voted for for president is kind of unimportant when it comes to Oscar Mike radio advocating for veterans, regardless of your political affiliation or my political affiliation is the most important thing. I don't care what uh, political party you belong to. You could be an anarchist for all I care. If you serve our country and you need help, or you're trying to connect with other people. I'm going to be there for you. And that's my answer to the question of the week. So, <clears throat> I thought about Thanksgiving. And I want to talk about Thanksgiving. And I was thinking, and I was thinking, and I was thinking. I'm like, you know, I've never really told anybody what my first... Thanksgiving was like in the Marine Corps I, I, I hadn't my fellow class members of hot class 196 knew, but for most people I, I haven't really talked about it. it's kind of a day that came and went it was one day out of you know three years and change and There are plenty of people in the military right now who are going to be anywhere but home for Thanksgiving or the holidays. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of refresh your brain matter and take this time that I have with you to go back and talk about my first Thanksgiving away from home and I'm going to have a fun time doing this. So I got out of boot camp in San Diego in 1995. Then I went to Marine combat training in Camp Pendleton. And from there, I was assigned to learn how to do Hawk at Fort Bliss, Texas in El Paso, Texas. Well, Fort Bliss sits right outside El Paso. So... They're right next to each other. And I don't don't know what the Army does because, I mean, Fort Bliss was anything but blissful. It was, you know, it's a high elevation. It's in the desert. It's dry. It's brown. You know, there's nothing really to do, especially, you know, compound that with the fact that Juarez was off limits. Going to Mexico was forbidden. And, you know, we had just enough freedom to feel like human beings, but we were still under the thumb of, you know, our superiors. So, in some ways, I hated MOS school more than I didn't I hated boot camp. It was just sometimes it's a really bad scene. You're like, wait a minute, you know, I went through boot camp. How could it get worse? And, well, our staff and COs and sergeants made sure that it was worse they really worked hard at it. So we're getting to the holidays, the, the Marine Corps ball had happened a couple uh, weeks ago and that was a good time. And I realized, and a lot of us were, we were flat out told that there was no leave granted to go home for the holidays. We weren't going home. If our family came to El Paso They would grant you like uh, a town liberty chit to go at the hotel with them. However, they would have preferred and did prefer you to stay on base at the base hotel with your family. And a couple, I believe a couple Marines' families came out to see him. But a lot of us were just looking forward to going to the chow hall for Thanksgiving and watching football. And this was weird, man. This was This was really, really a weird time for me because I had... Not been in a situation like that where I was going to be pretty much just, you know, some little PFC in Texas, you know, with nobody around. And on Tuesday, uh, the staff sergeant over our class, the class NCO, got up there and said that um, those those Marines who did not have family coming to town were given the option of going with some soldiers off base to spend Thanksgiving with them. And we we're like, wow, this is pretty cool. I didn't know who these people were. I, I mean, you know, we didn't get to mix with the Army that much. Um, we got to eat in the Army chow halls. We had to march back and forth to class and the Army guys laughed at us for marching in formation to and from class. But overall, we didn't have a lot to do with the Army. We just did not. So we, uh, you know, put our names in the list, and you know, Thursday morning comes, and I'm all motivated. I, I am I am motivated because the the army guy was a sergeant, and he's like, we're going to go to the to the Thanksgiving parade in El Paso, in my neighborhood, and then we'll go to the house. The wife is cooking up a big dinner, and the Cowboys are on, so we're going to have a good time. So, I thought I'd be all moto mean, moto in the Marine Corps or in the, in the military is you're motivated, you're gung-ho, you know, it's hey, diddle diddle straight up the middle, you are fired up to be as Marine as you can. So, I put on my um, dress blue Charlie's, which was my uh, dress blue pants and my short sleeve, you know, military shirt, my little national fence ribbon on it and my, you know, oversized cover because they had to get one that actually fit me. And I brought a change of clothes and I was going to go out and um, go to the Thanksgiving Parade as a Marine. I was pretty proud of myself. Well, <laughs> we get to the parade and, you know, all my classmates and the Army guy are in civvies. And compound that with the fact that he had earrings in, which was like our first real indication that the Army didn't roll the same way the Marine Corps did. And, um... I guess they, they don't really look for holes in guys' earlobes where all the Marine Corps did, but we got to the parade, I'm standing there, my dress blue, little uniform, I'm all motivated, and the sergeant says, Hey, you, you realize now every time the the flag comes through, you gotta salute. And since you're in uniform, you gotta stand at the, you know, parade rest to do that. And I'm thinking back, I'm like, damn, he's right. So I'm thinking, okay, this is no big deal. I mean, it's gonna be the you know, the flag at the front of the parade, it might be the VFW, whatever. I'll I'll um <laughs> I'll have to salute a couple times and this'll be cool. Well, I, I learned the hard way that in military towns, every military guy comes out, high school bands had the flags. The Girl Scouts had the flag, the Boy Scouts had the flag, the 4-H had the flag. The Mexican Vaqueros carried the Mexican flag and the the American flag. Three different motorcycle clubs carried the flag. I mean, I was literally saluting every three minutes. And my classmates and the sergeant are, you know, watching this and they're laughing their rear ends off that I'm having to do this. I'm like, okay, but this is cool. You know, uh, you know, I I walked around the parade and looked good in my Charlies, you know, my dressed blue Charlies. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm rocking it. I'm rocking it. I'm good. And, you know, cute little Latinas were saying hi, and I was like, yeah, it was all good. I didn't care. I was having a good time. But still, I'm like, man, I haven't slewed that much since ever. So the parade ends, and we go back to the house, and I mean, and, and, and I, I can't remember, I don't remember this this guy's name. I don't remember his name at all. And, and I, I feel bad about that, but it's it's been over 20 years. And... I mean, this guy's wife brought it. I mean, either that or I was just so used to chow hall food or excuse me. It's not chow hall in the army. It's the mess hall. It's the chow hall in the Marine Corps. Anyway, I was used to mess hall food for the last three months. And, you know, this woman brought it. I mean, I'm like, the food just just kept coming and she's like, Hey, sit in the living room, you know, chill out. You know, I'm, I've got this and we're sitting there having a good time. It's me and I think five of my classmates and we're sitting there with this guy. He's telling us about the army and making jokes about the Marine Corps, and what he does, I think he worked in some kind of support field for uh, air defense because a lot of the, you know, units at uh, Fort Bliss are Air Defense Artillery. So uh, he was involved with one of those units and, you know, he was asked, you know, why does he do this? He's like, well, I remember, you know, my first couple of Thanksgiving and Christmases, I was all alone. So my CEO said, hey, we got these, you know, Marines and other, you know, students there. It wasn't just Marines that were detached. There it was other units that came from other parts of the world other other parts of the country to do, you know, air defense artillery. You know, do you want to host some, you know, Marines or, you know, people for Thanksgiving? It's like, yeah, sure. So, I mean, him and his wife opened their home to us and, you know, we're sitting there kind of feeling like normal people after being in boot camp, MCT, and, you know, MOS school for the last, you know, six months of our lives. And it was just a really good time. You didn't feel alone. You weren't sitting in your room staring at the, you know, wall. You weren't watching TV, drinking a, you know, soda alone because, you know, you can, (laughs) you're 18 years old or you're 20 years old. You can, you can, you know, learn how to kill a man, but you can't have a beer. But, um, you know, we're sitting there just, you know, doing our thing and we're not alone. We're with each other and the, the, the how do I say this the the whole kind of we were able to breathe and relax for a couple of hours and just be people I don't know if that makes any sense but that's how I felt and we, we started you know cracking jokes and he was still you know busting my balls over the fact that I you know wore my little uniform and you look so prim and proper there Partington you know you got you know all these little girls chasing you what are you gonna do I'm like well I'm not doing anything I, I you can't drive. We didn't have cars, we weren't allowed to have cars, you know. There were no cell phones back then, so you couldn't, you know, you couldn't do anything, you know. There was, you know, two phones in the entire barracks that were call-out phones. You had to wait your turn in line and go to the pay phone. So, working game was tough. But, um, you know, it was just a, a very good time. And, 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 you know, we spent the entire day there and he gave us a ride back home. And my only regret is, I, I wish we had had his name to keep in touch and even though I've forgotten his name I've never forgotten how his wife and him opened their homes to us on a day that we could have been in a barracks alone and you know there's not you know where I'm here now where I live there's not that kind of opportunity readily available to people but what I can say is if you have the opportunity to go to one of these your organizations hosting an event whether it's you know pouring coffee for a vet or serving breakfast or thanksgiving dinner and you want to take a, take an hour or two out of your day and and do that for for a veteran or even a or there's some other kind of cause it's, it's, it's time well spent and you know someone will remember what you're doing so in a kind of a sentimental rambling sense that was my uh first thanksgiving away from home and uh That's why I try to do what I do now for people who don't have family nearby them. So I'm going to move on now to the Pogue and Grunt complaint department. And they weren't so much complaining this week as bickering and arguing between themselves. And (laughs) they're arguing, which it's not the same as complain, but they're still kind of happy with with each other in life because they got something to to fight over. I guess I don't know. But the the main point of contention for this week is what part of the turkey is the best, and I'm I'm always getting dragged into what I feel, and I'm like, well, you guys are adults, work it out yourself. I mean, it, it's bird, it's meat. I mean i'm more worried about how it's prepared i mean can we fry it can we bake it can we roast it can we boil it i mean i just need it to be done and juicy that's my main two requirements although i will say that i prefer dark meat on turkey better than the white meat i just think the white meat's too dry and out of the everything on the turkey i like the drumstick and I like uh, the neck and the livers and the gizzards. I go gaga over that. I'll take a little Tony Sasheries and some Creole Mustard and mix it in there. And I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm on cloud nine, especially the neck. So they thought I was gross for liking that stuff. And then I went, went back to arguing. So they'll have a complaint next week, I'm sure, about something for shopping or whatever. I don't know, but that's their uh, contribution to this, this, this week's show. My unit shout out goes out to all service members active duty who are worldwide, who cannot be with their friends and family for Thanksgiving. And I want you all to know there are people out there who appreciate what you are doing for us every day. You can't be home with your friends and family on Thanksgiving and by extension Christmas or the holidays because you're doing a job to keep us safe. And I think everybody here at Oscar Mike Radio appreciates what you do and you know how you do it. So my shout out to you, to my listeners, is let's remember that uh, there are people out there who are paying a heavy price for the freedoms we enjoy. In upcoming events, which um, is one of my favorite times of every show, is I want to get the word out about operation Reese for veterans. It is a program hosted by just checking in. It's a, you know, civic group here in the Brockton, Massachusetts area. And what they do, they started it last year is they collect Reese for deceased veterans and then get people to go with them and place these Reese on graves, which You know, from what I understand is a really powerful statement because a lot of people visit veterans graves in this area between now and Christmas. It's just something that a lot of family members do and they appreciate seeing a wreath there on a grave that somebody they didn't know placed. So... Um, I'm waiting for an updated link and some updated information about that but you can find them on Facebook at Just Checking In um, and it has all the details uh, you can email you can follow them on, on Twitter and I will have the link when I get it on um, radio.com episode 19 you can just uh, click on the link and see the information for this event so like I said I hope you have a safe and, and wonderful and fun Thanksgiving holiday it's one of my favorite holidays uh, next to the 4th of July I like it better than Christmas always have just because you know forget the history forget you know all that to me it's just a a time where you come together to be with the people that are most important to you and sometimes not the most important to you but it's it's a time where you can try to put away you know all the chaos of the year and you know enjoy that family time that friend time that time of coming together and it's always meant a lot to me so I hope you have a good one. And uh, I'm thankful for being able to do this and the support I've gotten from you know, friends and family and, and, and some co-workers even. And um, definitely a big thank you to Sinister One Productions and Hoobazoo.com who manage me and make me a lot better than what I am. Thanks, guys. So episode 20 is next week. That will be five months of doing Oscar Mike Radio as of next week, and I'm looking forward to it. Happy Thanksgiving. Oscar Mike Radio out.
0: Oscar Mike Radio, over and out. Optical
1: Bank Radio, do you copy? Since the one actual, I have you five by five.
0: Oscar Mike Radio is en route. Copy that, Sinister One. Coming at you from the City of
1: Champions, Brockton, Massachusetts.
0: Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio.
1: Veteran in action. On the move, on mission, always.